You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Why should we still be concerned about COVID? Well, we should be concerned because basically every time someone gets this infection, they have a whole series of risks. And everyone, hopefully most people are aware of those now. Uh, you may be um, quite sick for a few days to um, a few weeks or even months in some cases. Uh, we're still seeing uh, about 350 people going to hospital every week. Um, that's a big impact for them and also for the health system. And unfortunately, we're still seeing a significant number of people dying every day from this infection. Uh, at the moment, there's um, you know five or six people a day dying from from it. And uh, over the course of a year, that would mean uh, perhaps a thousand people dying from this infection. So it's a, um, a really big impact on health in New Zealand. And so a lot of people will argue, you know, we got vaccinated, we did the job when we needed to. What is actually causing now this new wave of COVID? Well, it's one of the differences um, of this virus from, say, influenza. Uh, with influenza, which everyone knows about, and it is one of the major causes of pandemics, but also caused a lot of infection in between times, you might get this infection once or twice a decade. With COVID-19, with these coronaviruses, you may get the infection once or twice a year. And it's partly because the virus keeps changing to avoid your immune system and get ahead of it, and you have waning immunity. So people are getting this infection multiple times. It's likely that most infections now are reinfections. And that means that you're... Uh, you know, you're maybe vulnerable twice a year to get all of those um, negative effects from the, in this infection. And that's why at a population level, it may be very harmful um, over the course of the next few years. And so we have to find, I mean, if we are living with this virus, which we're doing, we have to find ways of living with it where it doesn't cause a huge amount of negative health effects. And that's why we can't just say, oh, well, the pandemic's behind us, the problem problem's solved. Unfortunately, with this virus, that's not the case. And we are seeing these big impacts. And so you just mentioned precautions. Do you think the government or just the general public has any spe- specific precautions that we can start taking? Well, I think, fortunately, um, the government in New Zealand is taking a very positive approach to managing the pandemic, far more, a far more responsible approach than almost every other government in the world, and we are seeing good results from that in terms of keeping our mortality really low. But it does still need the public to get behind us. And, of course, number one is still vaccination and boosters. Um, After that, uh, the other requirement that is still a legal requirement is that if you are sick, to stay home, uh, get tested. And if you have this infection, you really need to self-isolate for a week. Uh, so that's still really important. And I don't think um, uh, anyone, um, you, you know, your uh, classmates, if people at university or school, um, your workmates or people you're socialising with, I don't think they'll be happy if you infect them. Um, it's much better if you can just do the responsible thing and uh, lie low for um, seven days or so uh, than that. And there are some situations where masks, I think, are still justified. They're a requirement if you're going to a healthcare setting, uh, but 
also thinking about places like a crowded bus or train with people spending hours every week sometimes. Uh, and the ventilation, is, we know, is very poor based on a lot of measurement. So that is one of the places where masks, I think, are still justified. So you mentioned the legal requirement for if you get COVID, you still have to isolate. Um, but I've noticed myself, a lot of people aren't doing that anymore. Um, people argue, you know, we've had years of lockdowns and restrictions. How can we battle this sort of fatigue we have now about COVID restrictions? Well, I, I agree. I think it's very challenging. And I really understand why people don't even want to think about COVID-19. They don't want to talk about it. They probably don't want to listen to me talking about it. But um, uh, it is just one of those things. It's like being um, aware of the, trying to push down the road toll um, and, and push down uh, some of the other health problems we've got. And it does require an ongoing effort. Uh, by everyone. And so in the future, so going into winter 2024, winter 2025, can we expect this kind of rise in cases to kind of happen again? Is it going to, are we going to find it's going to be quite a seasonal kind of rise and fall? Yes, well, uh, I think that's the most likely pattern. Um, We're we're probably going to see a series of waves, uh, hopefully getting smaller over time. Uh, the thing that we don't know yet is when that, it, that baseline will also drop right down, possibly even an entire new variant in the future. Uh, I, don't, I just think it's unknowable at the moment. Uh, so uh, certainly um, uh, it is just a matter of uh, everyone trying to their best to make these small changes in their lifestyle just to reduce the negative effects of this pandemic. And I think we can do it. Um, people know what is required what will make a difference. All of our ways of measuring what this virus is doing, of course, uh, need to change. And one thing is that uh, the system where people self-report cases is really good, but people are probably using it less now, now that they're getting a bit complacent about the virus. And so we do need new systems, uh, and that's things like sentinel surveillance, where you do um, track um, the number of people who are testing positive coming into various places like schools or um, uh, selected um, uh, healthcare settings. So we are flying blind now, really, with what the true rates of infection are. We've got things like hospitalizations, which have doubled in the last few weeks. We've got this wastewater testing, and that's sewage, sewage testing uh, for the virus and that also gives us an idea of how much is out there and that's showing a big rise at the moment Uh, so we've got some idea of what's happening but we still don't really know the actual prevalence of this infection in the community so this is where i think we do need to invest in better surveillance going into the future do you think whoever wins the general election this year uh, do you think that will have an effect on kind of tracking covid and any preventative measures? Well, I hope it, sh- I hope it won't have any effect because really uh, the continuation of this pandemic, it, it, it damages health and also productivity in New Zealand. And across the globe, businesses are saying they've got a lot more absenteeism from work because of uh, sickness. 
and COVID-19 is one of the big contributors to that. So basically, uh, a healthy population is good in its own right because we all uh, deserve the best uh, health opportunities we can get. But it's also good from an economic point of view because you want the workforce to be able to attend work and be healthy and also not infect their colleagues. So from where I sit, the, all of these interests actually come together and whether you are a little bit to the right or left of the political spectrum, I don't think it should affect your views on these um, fairly fundamental positive benefits from better public health here. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash becasts.